Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. I'm Justin Thomas, and I'm being bo- joined by Brian Murphy and Taylor Raglan here. Here to start talk a little Class 5A boys basketball as we hit the midpoint. So, fellas, thanks for uh, joining me here. Brian, do you want to start in your neck of the woods? Where should we start? We can <laughs> see what's going on over there in Frisco in 95A. Brian's sure. already in soccer mode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to start doing softball and baseball. It's, it's nuts. You need to start getting in soccer mode in that Frisco district because I think you got some teams that won state championships and stuff last year. I right? did. I mean, that's for another podcast. Good teaser for next week's podcast. Yeah. I mean, they're already the third game in the district season. I already covered soccer last week, and I'll be at soccer again tomorrow at the Star. So. But trying to focus on basketball. Yeah, we'll stick to basketball here. Um, so you want to recap the standings real quick here so we got frisco lone star in first at 11 and 0 i believe they are state ranked frisco liberty in second at nine and two we got a tie for third between frisco and frisco heritage at seven and four can i stop saying frisco every time i guess (laughs) we got reedy next at six and five they're tied with lakeland also six and five independence at five and six and then Bringing up the bottom of the standings, Centennial and Memorial two and nine, and then Lebanon Trail one and ten. So, Anything stand out to you? So just like the girls, it's Liberty and Lone Star, you know, at one and two, kind of separating themselves a little bit. But then you have this weird logjam between three and seven. You know, Frisco they started off hot. They were five and zero oh to begin the district. They beat Liberty. Uh, in the very first game of the year in overtime, and they've kind of lost some games they shouldn't have. They lost to Reedy, lost to Heritage, stuff like that. Uh, and then Heritage, they've lost some games that they should have won as well uh, to teams like Reedy. Reedy's kind of, you know, they went winless last year in the the boys' basketball district, and now here they are, 6-5 and five, all of a sudden. Uh, you know, last year they were losing all these close games. That They, were, they had lost a, a total amount of games like four or five games they had lost by one to four points or something like that last year, but they're winning those games now. Yeah. And now they're six and five and, you know, one game out of a, of a playoff spot. But Wakeland is right there, too. They were a really young team last year. You know, guys like Austin Lewis and Cooper Cisco and stuff like that, they're really uh, elevated their game. And, you know, they're right there in the thick of things at six and five. And then Independence last year makes the playoffs at seven and seven, and they're five and six now. They graduate their best player they've ever had in Brian Maxey, stud point guard. And you think, okay, Independence is going to kind of take a step back, and here they are, you know, seventh, but two games out of a playoff yeah. spot uh, in this district. The thing with Frisco Heritage is they don't really have size, but they have probably the best guard play in the district. And, it, you know, that can only take you so far when you're playing big teams like Lone Star. And then you have playing a team like Liberty, who has the best guard in the district in Zion Richardson. So this is really all over the place. You know, Lone Star, 
they've been really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. They struggled at the beginning of the year in non-district before their football guys came in because Lone Star Football right. was making a deep playoff run. They <laughs> yeah. went uh, three rounds deep, and so they they weren't they didn't have guys like Marvin Mims and Julian Larry. And I saw them get blown out of the water by Little Elm. Granted, it's it's Little Elm, but you know this was you know late November, early December, something like yeah. that. And I was like, man, Lone Star doesn't not looking too good. They get those guys back, they, they, you know, they get the full roster, and they're just plowing through everyone in this district. And you know, the rematch, just like on the girls' side, they'll face Liberty very last game of the year on February fifth. I guess it seems weird to have a seventh place team so close to the playoff race, but I guess when you have ten teams exactly. instead of eight or yeah. seven or even six, it makes it a little mm-hmm. more uh, jumbled there. And one thing to note: so Memorial and Lebanon Trail on the girls' side, Memorial is most likely going to make the playoffs in the four seed. Lebanon Trail not too far behind, uh, flirting with the five hundred mark. But then on the boys' side, yeah, they're two nine not, and one not and ten. Transitioning quite yeah, easily. Yeah, it's, huh? it's interesting. And you look at volleyball. Lebanon Trail did so well. In girls volleyball, they made the playoffs, but in guys' sports, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I think, you know, needing seniors is, is is key. You know, we saw that in football for obvious reasons, and then mm-hmm. and then in boys basketball, the two teams are struggling. But, you know, I, I, they'll they'll be up there. They give them give them another year or two, and they'll they'll be in the mix. We'll jump over to eight five a now. Um, we all have teams in this district that we cover, yeah. and we've been treated to some very good basketball. This is one of the better. Districts in, yeah. the, in not only the area but in the state, I would say, when you, especially when you look at the top three. Teams I was going to say the, the top half. I can I can run down the standings. I have them here. You know, you have Little Elm five and one, uh, just northwest five and one, the Colony at four and two, and then after that, it kind of you know the the level of talent. Yeah. It's the and, others. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the others, and and one of the others is going to get in the playoffs. Probably you know Denton Ryan and Denton Braswell both at three and three. Um, and then you have Denton and Lake Dallas yeah. bringing up the rear. Uh, Denton one and five, the only win coming over Lake Dallas. Um, so you mentioned those top three teams comprise three of the top eleven teams in the whole oh, state yeah. in five A. Yeah. With um, it's, the newest rankings just come out, you have Northwest in seventh to the dismay of Brian because they've lost the Little Elm <laughs> in the Colony, who are tenth and eleventh respectively. It literally makes no sense. So you're, you're Little Elm. Do you already have a win over South Garland on your resume from the holiday break? And then you go beat Northwest at Northwest. Mm-hmm. And then with a hurt R.J. Hampton, then you go beat the Colony at the Colony yep. with an R.J. Hampton buzzer beater with like six seconds left. And then, yeah, okay, granted, they lose the next game to Broswell. Broswell, really fortunate, by the way, to get to, to play Little Elm at the worst possible time for, for the yeah. Lobos' state, sake. Uh, you know, R.J. doesn't play that game. He finally rests. Uh, I believe it's a, a groin injury yeah. he's been nursing for quite some time Maybe now. Maybe a little letdown just in general for the whole team after that yeah. crazy overtime win on the road against the Colonies. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think they should get punished for that. And I, I know Northwest, they've been you know plowing through everyone. I don't know how they did against the Colony. I didn't yeah, see that. It was result. a three-point game. See, three, so yeah. it's close. So it's not like Northwest is like, all right, we came back with a big win over the Colony and this and that. No, they just lost at home to Little Elm, and then they get rewarded by getting bumped back up in the standings. It's like, okay, because – you. Safe to say, if RJ plays against Broswell, they yeah. win by 15 at yeah. least. Uh, but they're the beneficiary of, of a hurt RJ Hampton at the right time. And Denton Ryan is interesting there because they're tied there with, mm-hmm. with Broswell. They took Little Elm down to the wire when Little Elm was yep. quote unquote full strength. Yeah, it was a colony a good game as well. Yeah, I think Denton Ryan is a much better Braswell, team than Broswell. This is a pretty good district at the top. Broswell's given everybody a fight as well. Um, in regards to those top three teams, though, I've got to see. I haven't seen Justin Northwest play, but I've seen Little Elm, and obviously I've seen the Colony. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of separation between those no. three teams, and it's going to be fun to see 
not really even how it plays out in district, but just to see how these teams do in yeah. the playoffs. Because there's, there's going to be some playoff games between these teams, oh, I yeah. think. Well, mm-hmm. that's kind of, I mean, the rankings are what they are. I'm sure they're bulletin board material and, and all that kind of stuff for the teams. But the reality is all three of these teams are elite. All three of these teams have a chance to make a really nice playoff run. All three are very good. And all three are, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of the mm-hmm. rest of the district. Which, you know, like we said, there, there is Ryan and Braswell there at 3-3. Three and three. Um, one of those teams is going to get in the playoffs, probably. I would see. Uh, I don't see anybody. I, I certainly don't see um, Lake Dallas making any yeah. sort of crazy run from 0 and 6. And Denton, like I said, has only beaten Lake Dallas yeah, mm-hmm. to, to drop them to 0 and 6. Denton at 1 and 5. So I think those teams are um, effectively out of it, especially in a smaller district. It's just so hard to make up ground. You talk about those Frisco districts. Yeah. You know, when you have seven teams, it's so much harder to you know pick off wins from from. You can't pick off wins from the middle. You got to go everybody above you to, yeah. to kind of climb back up. So you almost have to give Braswell the edge there just on the strength yeah. of that win over R.J. List Little. Yeah. Um, they can come by and come back and beat Ryan. It's tough to see them being held out. Yeah. Well, and, and you don't see any of those other teams getting a win against the top three. Like yeah, that. and Ryan has some weird results. I mean, Lake Dallas, they only Ryan, I should say, only beat Lake Dallas like 79-73 or something. So there is a possibility that, you know, Ryan can have. And, and Lake Dallas, I want to be clear, is not an awful, awful basketball team. I mean, uh, they're not terrible. It's, just, it's one of those districts where, you know, they just don't have the size um, and the ability inside especially to overcome Little Elm Northwest and the Colony. They just don't. I think they can hang with some of these other teams, especially down near the bottom. But even Braswell, you know, when I saw them play Braswell, that game was, it's obvious the deficit they, they have as far as, you know, size and, and matchups inside and all that kind of thing. It, like Dallas lives and dies by the fact uh, if they can shoot the three on any given night. So I didn't see that didn't Ryan game. I assume that's what probably happened. They were probably just really hot yeah. um, from beyond the arc, and that can kind of keep them in some games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, it's it's a three-horse race for, <laughs> for, for the district title, really a two, I would say, for the title because the Colony probably – I mean, who knows, though? Yeah, you never I mean, know on any you're, given ta- night. you're talking about running the table just to try to get oh, to yeah. a tie, so it's going to be tough there. It all depends on the health of R.J. Hampton. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because yeah, if, if he stays banged up down the stretch, yeah. they still have to play Northwest and the Colony mm-hmm. again. And if they don't have R.J. Hampton, those games are not going to be close. Because if you can't even you know, hang in there with Roswell, who lost by 13 to them. One other thing to note, Little Elm plays like Dallas on Friday. And Little Elm won by 40-something points yeah. the first time they played. It, but if you take R.J. Hampton out, who scored 43 in that game, right. yeah. you know, okay, yeah. like Dallas give him a run loss. for the money. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So Especially if they shoot. I mean, it's a weird position for like Dallas because I think the goal the rest of the way has to be just to try to pick up some wins, maybe pick off a team, play a little of the spoiler. But it can happen. Yeah. I mean, if you shoot, you know, 15 for 20 from three, which they're capable of doing with a couple of guys they have, then who knows? I mean, crazy things happen. I think the other interesting thing is we obviously have been spending much of this time talking about the top three teams, the yeah. three state-ranked teams. And I think it's just interesting how kind of differently they all go about it. You know, you have Little Elm who has, you know, the standout. The guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guards, but not, in particular they have RJ, you know, one, a premier talent in the whole country. And Trey White. Uh, Trey White, freshman. the freshman's he's playing six well. He's 6'5", he plays like a guard, and he's, yeah. he's, I've been told he's nationally ranked in whatever freshman rankings they yeah, have. Right. Uh, so he's kind of like a, a younger version yeah. of R.J. Hampton. You have Brandon Crossley, who's one of the best athletes in that district. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh, a terrific football player going to Colorado State. Yeah. And then he's their, like, lockdown guard yeah. at, on defense. You know, one of the quickest guys you'll see on the floor. They just don't really have that size. But, you know, yeah. Northwest, they have that size. Yeah, Northwest, yeah. I was going to say, they don't might not have the five-star, but they have they, a bunch they have of a, three they have and four. They have a four-star at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the Colony, who... 
doesn't have kind of that standout player, but just gets it from everywhere, plays good defense. So I think it's kind of intriguing. Just these three teams all seem to be very close, but they all seem to go about it in different ways, yeah. and mm-hmm. different roster construction. It'll be interesting down the stretch, too, because, I mean, if RJ is hurt for an extended period, it, it almost becomes like, do we feel like we get to a point where maybe, you know, we kind of lock up a postseason berth and then not forget about the district title, but do start resting RJ because he's so critical to, to any playoff success you're going to mm-hmm. have? Does that make Northwest, you know, and yeah. then the seating becomes weird. So it, it seems like that might kind of be what's happening right now because, yeah. you know, there was rumors about RJ being banged up and I don't, pers- just personally, I don't think he was missing that Colony game regardless. Right. You know, no. that's their rival. But then he comes back the next day, you know, obviously he wasn't terribly injured. He scored 32 points and hit the game winner, but then maybe they rest him a little bit against that Braswell game. Yeah. Maybe you, losing that will change how they approach it moving forward. Yeah, because then you look at their next few games, it's Denton. And it's Lake Dallas, then Denton, and then yep. Denton Ryan again in, in two weeks. So it's like they could almost def- they they could afford to not play yeah. him and maybe still pick up wins and then have him healthy again when right. you know the the second time around when when Northwest and the Colony comes to town. Those two games against Northwest and the Colony are both at Little Elm. Also, I don't that could be you know a, a big factor. Uh, because that game at Northwest was really chippy and it was really hostile. There was you know kind of an altercation at midcourt. I don't know if y'all heard about that. Uh, team, you know, coaches and cops and stuff had to break things up. People were coming in from the stands. I think yeah. Northwest is just shocked that they were you know, right. beaten on their home floor. Uh, but so those will be two definitely interesting games to watch. The Tuesday, January or February fifth is when they play Northwest, and then Friday, February eighth is when uh, Little Elm and the Colony rematch at Little Elm. Very good. Well, that'll about do it for the first half here, looking at Districts 8 and 5. Uh, coming up, we'll take looks at District 10-5A, 11-5A, and 13-5A. That features McKinney North. And before we get to that, our Kendrick Johnson was out interviewing McKinney North's Chris Busey for our Spotlight Athlete of the Week. And you can check that out after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Ken Johnson McKinney North, senior captain and one of the leaders of the North Bulldogs, Chris Busey. Give us an insight to this hot start y'all got off the district in basically halfway to a district title. It's kind of crazy because y'all got so only five teams to play. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, started off 3-0, and we're looking to carry that, play Denison and Princeton. And, you know, it's just been crazy. As before district, we played good, and then we just carried it in district. So, How much did y'all talk about the fact that people didn't pick out a win district, even though y'all were returning a good team? Yeah, it's definitely a chip on our shoulder, you know. All, they all picked Lovejoy to win, and we came out on the road and beat them. So it's definitely a chip on our shoulder every game. Talk about the, how that tough non-district schedule got y'all prepared for this district. Because I saw some serious 6A teams and some of the elite of the elite of 5A teams that you might see in regionals and in the playoffs. Yes, sir. We played a lot of 6A teams just getting us ready for district. And tough schedule. You know, Coach Kraft loves a tough schedule. And it was good for us just to get better, work on our stuff for district. So it's good work for us. On a personal note, how's it cool to be the unofficial city champs of McKinney, being that y'all be north, I mean, that y'all be high and y'all be Boyd? Yeah, it's really cool to, you know, bring them in here and play Boyd and High, big crowd, and come out on top for both, basically, that's McKinney. 
Where's y'all confidence at level? Like, especially the McKinney game, it seemed like that's when the, y'all were playing at y'all best. Everybody was doing their role. You, you hit a couple big shots. Uh, Brandon Frazier did his thing down low. It was just a team effort. How much is that carried over into district? Uh, nothing but confidence for us and to know that everyone can come in, play a big role and win big wins. You know, coming down to the wire, overtime against high, it's nothing but confidence for us. Just down the road. Give some insight to the, to the Bulldog practice. How do y'all practice to get y'all ready for the game? Uh, tough practices. Coach walks us through. We do drills every day. We get up a lot of shots. Post players do a lot of post work and then get ready for our next game. How big an uh, impact has Coach Kraft made on this program? Because everybody knows he's the man with the plan. But it's like you can watch y'all play four times and y'all play four different ways, which is very um, hard to do in high school. So how's the fact that y'all kind of change y'all identity each game based off who y'all play? Yeah, kind of like the Patriots. Yeah, Coach always has you know the perfect game plan for us to give us the best chance to win. And all we have to do is buy into what he's saying. and It's easy for us. All we have to do is... Listen to what he says. What, what, is, what are two or three things that you learned about your team in non-district that's helped y'all so far now that district's here? I learned that we play better at home, and no matter what, it's how we play, not who we play. Coach taught us that one. That's a good saying. Yeah, you even lost in this gym this year. Y'all, y'all undefeated at home, aren't y'all? Yeah, we undefeated at home. How big a deal is that to finish um, the season without a blemish on that record here? That's a big deal because knowing that we could come back at home and play better, but we still got to play good on the road to if we want to be district champs. So. How much does it bother you the fact that y'all got to this, stop, this hot start and people still not believing in y'all? Like, yeah. yeah, they just all right. They, they don't do nothing really good. They just, they get lucky. Yeah, it's a chip on our shoulder, dude. All the people saying that we can't do it just makes us want it even more. So. The, the fact that y'all got these wins in the pocket, what do y'all learn about these teams? Because this district, nobody knew nobody, so it's kind of completely new. Usually you're like, okay, we know what the colony do. They bring this. We know Little Elm's got R.J. Hampton. So what do y'all, what do y'all learn about these teams that's going to help y'all when y'all see them again the second time? Yeah, our coach, uh, our coach has us a good game plan going into all these games, but now facing them, we know what they're going to bring the next time, so we know what they'll do then too. Does it give y'all extra confidence in the fact it's y'all hard to match up with because you got the Frazier boys down side and Nick, you got yourself and um, number three, how do you say his last name? Uh, Chase Antosca. Antosca, yeah. outside on the perimeter. So it's like y'all, y'all can play fast, y'all can play slow. How, how much confidence do y'all have the fact that y'all can win in a variety of ways? Y'all not just a half-court team, y'all that's a full-court team. That gives us a lot of confidence because we know if we're not hitting an outside shot, you know we can pound in inside with Brandon and his brother and Nick, like you said. Or if like I'm not hitting, Chase can hit, or Todd can hit, or point guards can hit. So it gives us a lot of confidence knowing that we don't have to play one type of way. We can play either way. And how, how's the chemistry? Because like you can go for 20, Brandon Frazier can go for 20. We saw Todd Jones do it the other yeah. day. How's the fact that y'all it can be a different person in each each game, and nobody has an ego about it. As long as y'all get that win. Yeah, we're everyone's about the team first. If whoever's scoring, you know, keep scoring. But they're not all about themselves. It's about the whole team. So confidence is nothing but high for us and the chemistry on the team is very good we're all like a brotherhood we're all a team if i question how do y'all keep from um, playing to the level of your opponent because sometimes y'all play down to the level of these teams and sometimes y'all and most times when y'all play a hard team y'all, y'all play up yeah. how, do y'all, how do y'all get to a consistent level where it doesn't matter who y'all playing y'all play at that high level north basketball yeah coach keeps saying it's not who, it's not who we play it's how we play and we just got to keep playing like it's the biggest game of our of our career like the next game so we just got to keep playing like it is 
You got a message for Bulldog Nation that's been supporting y'all? Uh, thanks for supporting us. Uh, hopefully it would be a district chance for you guys and just keep showing out and we'll do our thing. Well, thanks to uh, Chris Busey of McKinney North for uh, joining us on the podcast today. Uh, we're continuing our coverage of uh, mid-district recaps of dist- uh, Class 5A boys basketball. And switching it out here, I'm joined by Kendrick, who covers McKinney, and Devin, who does Garland and Mesquite. Um, so, guys, we're at the halfway point for most of our districts. So looks like your district may be a little behind still because it's only the uh, sixth team. <laughs> but for most of us, we're at the halfway mark here. So we're going to... still at the halfway point. Yeah. Just they only play. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's a good uh, starting point if you want to start over in uh, 10-5A where McKinney North resides, Kendrick. Uh, just to go over the standings real quick, uh, you have North in first at 3-0. They're followed uh, by Princeton and Lovejoy tied for second at 2-1. And, and then you have a tie for fourth between Denison at Sherman, Denison and Sherman at 1-2. And, and then you have Wiley East bringing up the rear at 0-3. Kendrick, any surprise to see uh, the Bulldogs on top there? Uh, at first, now, I've seen them play multiple times. Very well coached. Props to Coach Daryl Craft. He just recently won his 300th game. Props to him. But he has this team balance where they can they can beat you in a fast up-tempo game. They can beat you down low because they got height and size. They got a 6'7 monster named Brandon Frazier, who's one of the best tight ends in the nation. But he's an athletic guy. He's putting up 2010. And he plays basketball for fun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they got another guy. His brother is 6'4", 210, and he's a freshman, and he's starting on most teams. He comes off the bench. And then they also have J.J. Henry. And they got outside shooting with Chris Busey, um, Zach Os- Oswa, I mean, Antasca. They just have a collection of talent where they can plug and play and they can beat you anything. They can beat you in a twenty to twenty game, twenty to two to twenty game, or a seventy five to seventy game. So they're going to be a dangerous out. And in this district, I don't think people can match that up and downness and the way they can counter yeah. any move. They have a lot of experience on the roster. Is this what kind of what you were expecting, this, or is it no? New this faces team, and- this team last year, you know, they've been the playoffs. This will be the tenth year in a row they've been the playoffs. This team has not a lot of varsity experience. Yeah. So they got people that were on the team, but they weren't contributing. So now they've gotten a lot. They, they had a, a very tough non-district schedule. They played a lot of high-profile six A teams and held their own. So playing against five A teams, I won't say it's a walk in the park, but compared to their non-district schedule, they've been very prepared and tested. And then they've seen good teams like the Colony and stuff in other districts. Yeah, absolutely. In tournaments in Louisville, uh, who has one of the best freshmen I've seen in a while. So well, they, they, George. They, yeah, yeah we good. talked about him on our six A podcast a little bit. So, so they, so they've been battle tested, and they even on went to Oklahoma and played against Tulsa Union, who's a perennial powerhouse, and beat them in a tournament. Mm-hmm. So they're basically trying to get their their stuff ready where because the, the only problem I would see with the Bulldogs is they play the level of their opponent. Yeah. Like they win the games, they'll, they'll get up for the high teams and they'll play down to the low teams but they find a way to get the win so mm-hmm. that, that's all that matters, getting them W's. Obviously haven't played everybody yet but they rolled pretty easy over Wiley East and Sherman and then had looks like, well, looks like a pretty uh, decent game against Lovejoy. Do you see anybody possibly being able to catch them for too, first place? No, because they got too much size. I don't, nobody can compete with that size in this district. When you got the Frazier brothers down low, and you also got somebody like um, Nick Partey, and um, Coach uh, Fre- I mean, Coach Kraft is very good at having people know their role, and also they'll kind of, I won't say, as, as, as Devin would know, the old school coaches say, junk it up. They'll sit <laughs> there, hey, we're not going to do what we've been doing. We're going to change it up for this particular game to slow down this particular person. And 
And a lot of people don't do that because they, um, they go, this is our system. This is what we do. So I have a funny feeling that the uh, Bulldogs are primed for a run. They're kind of like, I don't know how you could be in first place and go under yeah. the radar, but they're kind of under the radar to be in first place. Maybe it has something to do with that six-team district and uh, not as many teams and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we can kind of keep going just in sequential order here. So we'll shift a little bit to uh, 11-5A and talk a little bit about uh, a couple teams I cover in Carrollton Farmers Branch. And I'm glad you guys are here because maybe you can help me make sense of this district here. So, <laughs> first place we have Highland Park cruising along at six and one. Are you surprised? Who beat them? Dallas Conrad gave them their only loss in district, actually. So, no, I'm not surprised to see them in first. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good all-around athletic Dallas program. Conrad. But yes, Conrad got the the win. So you have Highland Park at six and one. Then we have a massive five-team tie for second between Conrad, Brian Adams, Newman Smith, Turner, and Woodrow Wilson. They're all four and three. <laughs> then you have seventh place. You have Creekview at two and five, and then uh, in the cellar, Thomas Jefferson at zero oh and seven. But yeah, so halfway through, and we still have six teams clearly in the playoff hunt. You have a seventh team that's only two games back. So. I don't. I don't see anybody catching Highland Park, to be honest. So well, you know, but if if Conrad beat them, and, yeah, and, and Conrad is right there with all those other teams, it shows you that True. they're they're not just some juggernaut running away with the district. I mean, they're, yeah. they're so still I don't, within, uh, within. I don't know what to make of Conrad. I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know what the circumstances were of that game, but you know, obviously they're the only team that beat them, and Highland Park have been cruising in their other wins, but then they turn around to slip up to some of these other schools. So you don't know if kind of what's going on there. So it's going to be interesting to see how this district plays out. Um, well, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because we don't cover the, 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 some of those DISD teams exactly, directly yeah. or Highland Park. But as far as your teams go, I mean, are they expected to contend for playoff berths? I or? thought kind of in this district they would, you know. The last yeah. couple of years in the district 14-5 they, they were in, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, although they did still have some good seasons. Creekview had a good run. Newman Smith was in. Creekview actually made the third run of the playoffs two years ago. So I thought they would equate themselves well. I knew Highland Park would be good. I figured yeah. Woodrow would be good. Um, but I was um, I'm a little surprised that Turner is hanging in there at 4-3, and three, actually in front of Creekview. Um, Newman Smith is the one I was expecting to kind of be the cream of the crop of the Carrollton schools. And they're hanging in there. But like I said, this is just a major jam-packed district. It's hard <laughs> to even kind of figure out anything right Survivor now. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. But, I mean, halfway through, you have six teams five-way tie for a second. You just don't see that very often. No, not at this stage. No, not at all. Um, sh- should make for uh, yeah a lot of I, fun down the stretch. I guess though, truly, to figure truly out, every uh, game is important in that district. <laughs> and then you have a team, like I said, Creekview. They're kind of laying in the weeds there at 2-5, and five, but they've shown that they can uh, maybe throw a little wrench in these down the second half. Um, Devin, want to move on to 13-5A? Uh, yeah. Where you have a pretty tightly packed district there as well with Lancaster at 6-0 in first. Then you have Kaufman, North Forney, and Petit all tied for second at 4-2. and two. West Mesquite is in fifth alone at 2-4. and four. Terrell in sixth at 1-5 and five, and Forney in last place at 0-6. What are your early impressions there at the midpoint, Devin? Well, you know, we talked about, you know, Highland Park not being, you know, clear head and shoulders above the rest. I can't really say the same thing in this district. Yeah. Lancaster, uh, the number one team in, in the state. What's um, new, right? And, and they've, I mean, they've just overwhelmed pretty much everybody. Uh, Poteet, to their credit, did give them a game. Uh, they lost 79-71, but they hung with them uh, pretty close. But then Poteet came back and had a hiccup last Friday against Kaufman to fall back into that tie for uh, that three-way tie for second place. So, um, 
You know, Poteet has, has, has been an intriguing team. That They've got some senior leadership in the backcourt with Tyler Jones, uh, DJ Bass. He's a senior. He's 6'9", uh, gives him that uh, that presence on the inside. Uh, but, you know, I really think the X factor for them uh, going forward is, is Devin Martin. Uh, he's just a sophomore. He was the offensive newcomer of the year in football uh, at wide receiver, uh, 6'5", 250. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he's just a great athlete. I mean, he can bang down low, but he can also – he'll grab a rebound and he'll run the fast break. Yeah. I mean, he's just that kind of player. He scored 37 against Lancaster in their loss. And just, you know, since he joined the team, he's their leading scorer. He's their leading rebounder. He leads them in assists. He does um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just one of those players. And, and you saw it last Friday when he didn't play, uh, the difference between – because I think, you know, uh, you know Kaufman uh, is, is – is, is a solid team. They've, they've got a, a Dylan Gunter, who's a six nine kid of their own, who dropped back and hit the three. Uh, he hit four threes the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, could also score down low. Um, and, but but I think Poteet, uh with Devin Martin is the second best team in this district. Again, I was I was impressed with what I saw from Dylan Gunter and Kaufman. Uh, North Forney uh, was kind of a hard luck team last year. They finished last in the district, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, their ten district they beat the district champion Roy City, and of their ten losses five of them went to overtime no oh, wow yeah and, and eight of them were by uh, five points or less so it was just one of those hard luck teams that kind of had breaks go their way uh you know west mesquite we'll have to see if they can turn it on they're, they're obviously gonna have to, to to beat a couple of those teams ahead of them in the standings as well as take care of business you know they're they're very guard oriented they have a lot of different guys that can step up at different times mm-hmm. uh dylan wright is kind of their guy that you know, obviously signed with to, to play football uh, wide, wide receiver at texas a&m uh just a great athlete uh, runs the break gets out there on the you know um and, and, and is a presence down low as well, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six frame. Um, but, you know, West Mesquite's going to have to, number one, take care of business, but they're also going to have to pull a couple upsets along the way to get back into it. When you look at um, Poteet, obviously, you know, no shame being behind Lancaster in the standings, but as you mentioned, they were competitive in that game. When you look at what they did in non-district and how they're moving through um, – this district right now. Do you think this is a team that can still make some playoff noise? Obviously, you don't have to win your district to to make a deep run in um, uh, March there or February, I guess. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's, 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 t- it's tough to tell as as far as. Um you know what the playoff landscape is going to hold as far as matchups go. I think Poteet, when they're at full strength, is a team that, that could go two, three rounds deep. Um, yeah. Again, they've, they've got some they've got some veteran uh, leadership in the backcourt. Uh, you know, again, and, and DJ Basie, their six nine center. Uh, you know, is a ma- is a matchup problem for a lot of teams, and mm-hmm. people don't have that. Uh, he's not the he's not the st- biggest guy in in terms of you know uh, build, but he's, he's still six. But yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, he's, and he's, he's he's got a, a decent, a, a very good low post game. But again, I think if Devin, if Devin Martin's there, who's kind of the complete package, um, he just adds a different dimension to that team. And um, yeah, I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Um, I expect him to probably win the second seed behind Lancaster. And in that case, going into the playoffs as a second seed, um, you know, I think their, their full expectation would be to, to go two, three rounds deep. Do you think anybody in that district or anybody in, in um, the North District can can knock off Lancaster, keep them from coming out the region? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just tough to say. Uh, Lancaster is just so they're so deep. They were one to ten. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. they, they have multiple guys can score twenty points a night, and um, you know, it's just. I remember uh, 
two, three years ago, they played West Mesquite in the regional championship game. And West Mesquite had it was a great team, athletic, and it was like Lancaster was on another from another planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just ran West Mesquite. They beat them by thirty in a regional championship game. And it's just those are the kind of teams that they roll out there year in year out. And once you get matched up against them, it doesn't matter how much scouting you can do. If you don't have the athletes to be able to contain them, what are you going to do? Yeah. And so Lancaster, I think, is unquestionably the favorite out of that region. You know, maybe if not the state. Anything else, gentlemen? Look for to watch the Wild Wild West. That is yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, 5A basketball. There's our looks at District 10, 11, and 13 at the uh, District Midpoint here. So thanks, guys, for uh, stopping by to check us out for this week's podcast, and we will see you all next week. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.